Welcome to the Chemist and Druggist Clinical Podcast. This week, I thought I would try to find out more about cognitive behavioural therapy. CBT is widely recommended as an alternative to medical treatment for a variety of psychological conditions, but what does it actually involve? I spoke to Sean McGowan, who runs a computer-based cognitive behavioural therapy service in Roland Pharmacy in rural Wales, to find out more about this treatment. First of all, I just want to ask, what is cognitive behavioural therapy? It's like a self-taught course where people learn how to make good decisions for their own mental health uh, or state of mind. So why is cognitive behavioural therapy used, or CPT? Well, it's um, recommended by NICE, first of all. The hard work has been done there in, in assessing uh, the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Really, the, the reason we, we did it here was because, because NICE was uh, recommending it and because of our rural location here, uh, there wasn't access to it for the, for the public, really. So we decided to, to try and integrate that into pharmacy. Would you say, in general, that it is recommended widely by NICE, but it's often not given for you know several different reasons? Yours? Um, yeah, true. I think, you know, I think most GPs... Um, give the choice to the patient you know they're supposed to anyway give uh, the choice of either just waiting and see what happens for, for a couple of weeks see if, if everything will resolve um, trying medication or going down the CBT route but I'm not sure if they explain what exactly the CBT route uh, involves and also what what you find is sometimes there's, there's a, a waiting list you know for a, um, a consultant or an uh, uh, and a uh, CBT um, practitioner, or whatever you call them, you know. The one we do here is the computer-based uh, CBT, and it's um, an eight-week course uh, consisting of eight one-hour sessions, really. So, excluding um, your circumstance in your pharmacy where you have a computer-based one in place, what would that process be for a patient who spoke to the doctor and wants to you know, try the cognitive behavioural therapy? Uh, sent, you know, they put on a waiting list probably to see um, uh, a consultant, um, somebody who could uh, talk it through with them rather than do it themselves using a, co- a computer. It's quite strange that when you speak to the, to the GPs, a lot of these uh, people with low-grade um, depression, you know, sub-threshold depression, uh, low-grade anxiety, they, they come into the surgery and they, they have their first consultation and they're put on medication and then they, they disappear they never sort of see them again so they probably either resolved or decided they, they don't want to be on antidepressants or that kind of thing so the problem is if they put them on a waiting list to do CBT with, with, with a, um, a counsellor or a, a CBT practitioner then they may have to wait about three weeks uh, to three months before they can do, they can do it and in that time they've either lost interest or moved on kind of thing but the problem is usually still there somewhere you know when they encounter some kind of stress in their lives of some kind of problem then the depression and anxiety returns but if you can get them through this CBT course then hopefully they've learned a skill then that they can use when required in the future what sort of varieties of CPT are available? Obviously yours is a computer-based one, but... Yeah, we 
teamed up with a company called Beating the Blues. Now, this uh, company originally came from Australia, and it's been uh, used extensively there. It's been used also in Germany and the Netherlands, and then it arrived in the UK. And around, oh, must be about six years ago now, we teamed up with Beating the Blues, and um, we've been using that uh, program since, and it's a really easy program to use. You know, it's uh, the patients have to... Um, they have to measure themselves against depression scale and an anxiety scale. So uh, to begin, the ones they, they use is the uh, PHQ-9 analysis. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Okay. That's the, like a, a scale where nine questions are asked to try and assess their level of depression. And then there's a, um, a seven-question uh, GAD scale, GAD scale for uh, anxiety. So what happens then? They answer these questions to begin with uh, as they start this, this course, and then they answer them again at uh, session four, between four and six, and then at the end. And the I have here in front of me the combined results for 171 sessions, and um, it reduces uh, from from the depression scale PHQ-9. It's down from a starting point of 12 uh, down to an end point of four. What does the 12 and 4 mean? Well, it's just it's just a score that they get from this um, scale, you know, this PHQ-9 analysis it gives them a score. Um, measuring 12 is, 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 is high, really. It's, it's showing quite, quite a bit of uh, um, people feeling quite low, quite depressed. And then um, after completing the course, the combined average has been a reduction down, down to a level of 4, which is quite substantial, as you can see. Start down to a third of the of the initial feeling of depression. And that 171 there uh, are patients. Sessions, uh, sessions. That's, uh, 32 patients, 171 sessions. Okay. And then the the, the GAD. Then this is the anxiety scale. That's uh, the GAD seven scale. They were measuring 13 to begin with on the anxiety scale, and that has been reduced down to a level of four as well as an average. Yeah. So did they come into the pharmacy to carry it out? Um, now, this is quite interesting. The GPs actually refer them into pharmacy, which is um, quite unprecedented, really, because uh, um, usually we refer people to the surgery. But the um, GPs are quite engaged with this. So if they, ha they have a suitable patient, they actually refer them here. Did you have to basically let the GPs know that you were doing this, or was this something with the GPs from the start? Uh, we've been working with them from the start, so we uh, explained what it was. Uh, actually, the, the whole thing started with a, uh, a rural access grant from the Welsh Assembly. We three pharmacies uh, teamed together, two being rural pharmacies and one independent, and we teamed together to apply for a £10,000 grant to get this thing going, you know? So we, we got some training from Beating the Blues, and got the programs installed. And so Beating the Blues, they provided your training? Yes, they did. So we, we got the uh, training from uh, them, and all three of us are still still going. You know, we, we, 
the health board says they don't have the money really to roll it out. Say they appreciate, you know, that, that it, it, it works, that it's, it's very beneficial and that it's uh, very local. So the GPs then, they give the choice to the patients if they want to go down the counselling route. They can either do it uh, here locally in the pharmacy or if they are a bit shy to do that or don't want to do it locally, then they, they can uh, go and see a counsellor as well. Regarding CBT, would you say that there's any disadvantages to using it? Um, not really. I, what I would say is a bit like learning a language. Uh, the more effort they put into it, then the more they will get out of it. People have to just, just learn exactly how to deal with uh, emotions and situations and turn that to their own advantage. Uh, people can be very insecure or, you know, it's usually the day-to-day things that, that make them anxious or depressed and it teaches them how to overcome that, really. So if they put a lot of work in and do a bit of work at home as well following these sessions because um, they, they do get homework um, and they have to identify certain problems in their lives and track those and see if they can use the techniques from the CBT to deal with those problems and then that gives them the confidence then to use what they've learned in dealing with, with general day-to-day problems in their lives. So the, the more effort they put in, the more they're going to benefit from it? Exactly. Okay. Yes, exactly. But is there issues with sometimes, for instance, it's commonly used in depression, those individuals may suffer from like low motivation? So yeah, it's usually um, most of the patients who turn up are suffering from both a low level of depression and also anxiety sometimes. It is work for uh, either actually uh, both or either um, if it's more of a clinical kind of depression you know um, we tend to refer them back we would refer them back to the GP because we did this doesn't deal with um, a clinical severe clinical depression this is only for the sub threshold or low grade depression and anxiety do you look at any other patients other than those with both depression and uh, yes actually we have I have had um, some patients suffering from panic attacks, which, which is an anxiety-related condition, of course, but uh, uh, we've, we've had some success with, with those kind of uh, patients because they can um, use the techniques of the CBT to, to deal with a panic attack. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. What about the likes of maybe eating disorders or phobias? I reckon that it could work for um, some level of psychosis, you know, where, where, where people need to uh, look at themselves and work out what, what is real, you know, what is, um, you know, it, it sort of starts with somebody um, being afraid of a spider, say, which, which is a, a, a totally uh, um, unreal fear, but you wouldn't really classify that as being psychosis, but some people have um, other fears in the community, um, you know, like the acrophobia and that kind of stuff, um, and it could be used in, in, in those cases, I'm sure. Hi, so you said, was it, did you say 12? Um, the program has like 12? Uh, eight sessions, uh, eight sessions of one hour. The program has eight sessions of one hour? Uh, yeah, about 50 minutes, 50 minutes to one hour. Yeah. And the, what, what we really do here, we uh, facilitate um, the session. So we pro- provide the consultation room uh, and the equipment, you know, the earphones and the uh, computer. And 
I give um, ju just a brief um, a brief talk with the patient to begin with, just to make sure everything's okay and all that. Then they are left uh, by themselves then for the 50 minutes to do the computer-based course, and then they print some stuff out for the homework, and I have a chat to them at the end just to make sure that, that they're engaged and, and getting what they should be from it. But in, in effect, I, I'm not doing any real counselling. We're, we're just facilitating this to happen. How frequently do they come in? Um, some come on a regular basis, you know, uh, for the eight weeks and get it done, and others are sort of straggled out over a few months. Some of them engage better than others, you know. Um, you can actually see them, uh, their, their confidence uh, and, and uh, sort of social skills improving as, as they get through this uh, course. What does that mean to you and the other staff involved who... Yeah. It's good because we, we work, you know, this is a really small community here and uh, all the staff and the, the um, patients and customers, everybody knows each other well, so um, all the branch staff also give support to those patients, you know, they, they encourage them to uh, talk and, and, and we, we've got a policy of making everybody feel uh, welcomed kind of thing, you know, they're being quite approachable, you know. If it was to be ruled out in another pharmacy, is there any advice you provide them? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's they, you you have to work with your your GPs, so it has to start there. Because um, and uh, I'm sure most GPs will, would be uh, um, on board with, with this because it's an option that that they are required to give. You know, they they have to follow the nice guidelines, so they have to offer the CBT option. Um, and then if it's available locally in the pharmacy, well, it's it's an easy answer to a lot of the uh, patients because they 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 can do it in the town, uh, you know, near where they live. Because here in, in the countryside, you know, you, you may have to travel a minimum of 18 miles each way on a bus or something to, to do it with, possibly with children and stuff, so it's not going to work, you know. So they have to, they can get somebody to babysit locally and uh, and come into the pharmacy for an hour to do the CBT. How is information gathered, fed back to the GP? It's the Beating the Blues pro pro provides the information uh, on, a, on a patient by patient basis. This is the documents that I have here in an anonymized form, you know, to, for everybody. Um, it gives the, the GP the inf information about these two scales, you know, the anxiety and the uh, depression scales, uh, where the patient was when, when it came in and where they were at the end. It can give information about the major problems reported by the patient and how uh, they have used the skills of CBT to, to sort out those problems. Obviously you said that you ask the same sort of questions near the start and towards the end. Yes. How do the sessions progress? You know, yeah, usually you find you 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 gain the patient's trust, hopefully, and uh, and they become engaged. And once they know how it works, and that they, they feel more comfortable to come in, and they you know we make them feel welcomed, so that helps as well. I believe that also helps to improve their, their confidence. I think it should be more commonly available. It, it fits well with pharmacy. 
it's a good use of a consultation room. Uh, the company beating the blues is, is, is a really good program. You know, they've somebody's put in a lot of work to to, to get this program going. Uh, personally, I, I almost think that they, they should uh, integrate it in, in, into the um, uh, the end of school kind of thing and do it for everybody. You know, because <laughs> when you you're educated on subject, but but not on how to to deal with life in general, kind of thing. And really, that's what it is—a course that may help you to navigate through, uh, you know, complex uh, social problems and in integration. You know, if a patient was to ask me, so a pharmacist who who doesn't carry out the service about cognitive behavioural therapy, what could I say to sort of describe it in the short space of time you, you often get speaking to patients? It's a, um, a course designed uh, to help patients with um, sub-threshold depression or anxiety to cope better with their, their lives and deal with minor mental health problems. Could I get you just to explain what sub-threshold depression is? It's, it's probably... I'm not sure if you could draw a line, but uh, you know, I would personally think it's 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 depression or anxiety caused by um, events, if you like, or by your actual social condition, if you like, uh, for want of a better word. Uh, it's it's often caused by lack of work or, or bad housing or no money or relationship problems, kind of thing. Whilst I would say that. Um, the clinical depression is, is more internal, it's much more of a chemical imbalance uh, causing uh, the patients to be depressed. For more Chemist and Druggist CPD podcasts, keep an eye out on our website or follow us on Twitter at Chemist Druggist.